the boy thought. Uh-oh. It sounded like Jay, the mother said. The grandma turned sharply to the shop girl who was busy staring at the hippie mother. Let me try the Artemis. Grandma Selkirk was what they call an Upper East Side woman. Cheekbones, tailored gray hair. But that was not what she called herself. I am the last bohemian, she liked to say to the boy particularly, meaning that no one told her what to do at least not since Pa Selkirk had thrown the Buddha out the window and gone to live with the poisoned dwarf. Grandpa had done a whole heap of other things besides, like giving up his board seat, like going spiritual. When Grandpa moved out, Grandma moved out too. The Park Avenue apartment was hers, always had been, but now they used it maybe once a month. Instead, they spent their time on Canosa Lake near Jeffersonville, New York, a town of four hundred, where no one lived. Grandma made raku pots and rode a heavy clinker boat. The boy hardly saw his grandpa after that, except sometimes there were postcards with very small handwriting. Buster Selkirk could fit a whole ball game on a single card. For these last five years, it had been just Grandma and the boy together, and she threaded the squirming live bait to hook the largemouth bass and also called him Jay instead of Che. There were no kids to play with. There were no pets because Grandma was allergic. But in fall there were Cox's Pippins, wild storms, bare feet, warm mud, and the crushed glass stars spilling across the cooling sky. You can't learn these things anywhere, the Grandma said. She said she planned to bring him up Victorian. It was better than all this. He was christened Che, right? Grandma's wrist was pale and smooth as a flounder's belly. The sunny side of her arm was brown, but she had dabbed the perfume on the white side. Blue blood, that's what he thought, looking at the veins. Christened? His father is a Jew, the grandma said. This fragrance is too old for her, she told the Bloomingdale's woman who raised a cautious eyebrow at the mother. The mother shrugged as if to say, What are you going to do? Too floral, Grandma Selkirk said, without doubting she would know. So it's Jay? Grandma spun around and the boy's stomach gave a squishy sort of lurch. Why are you arguing with me, she whispered. Are you emotionally tone-deaf? The sales girl pursed her lips in violent sympathy. Give me the Chanel, said Grandma Selkirk. While the sales girl wrapped the perfume, Grandma Selkirk wrote a check. Then she took her pale kid gloves from the glass countertop. The boy watched as she drew them onto each finger, thick as eel skin. He could taste it in his mouth. "'You want me to call him Che in Bloomingdale's?' his grandma hissed, finally presenting the gift to the mother. "'Shush!' the mother said. The grandma raised her eyebrows violently. "'Go with the flow,' said the mother." The boy petted her on the hip and found her soft, uncorseted. The flow? The grandma had a bright, fright smile and angry light blue eyes. Go with the flow? Thank you, the girl said, for shopping at Bloomingdale's. The grandma's attention was all on the mother. Is that what communists believe? Che, she cried, waving her gloved hand as in charades. 
I'm not a communist, okay? The boy only wanted peace. He followed up behind, his stomach churning. Che, che, go with the flow. Look at you. Do you think you could make yourself a tiny bit more ridiculous? The boy considered his illegal mother. He knew who she was, although no one would say it outright. He knew her the way he was used to knowing everything important. From hints and whispers, by hearing someone talking on the phone, although this particular event was so much clearer, had been since the minute she blew into the apartment, the way she held him in her arms and squeezed the air from him and kissed his neck. He had thought of her so many nights, and here she was, exactly the same, completely different.